Beyond with Mike Kelton season three is brought to you by Happy Buddha Hemp. Happy Buddha Hemp has my all-time favorite CBD gummies that I literally cannot live without. All the details on my fave nightly treats and sick discounts are coming your way, Carol. But for now, let's get this episode started, shall we? Forever. Dog. Down with this bitch. Oh my God. So Rahina was like, oh, well, I said, well, can I light up like a candle in my apartment and, you know, do something or there's different remedies and different types of cleanses. And she was like, oh, no, no. Mm-mm. For this, you need to do something big. He was a flapper in a past life. He's a comedian in this life. He's got a podcast about it. Everything he loves. Magic, magic psychics, psychics, mediums, astrology. Beyond. Hi, I'm Mike Kelton, and you're listening to... Hello, friends. It's Mike Kelton, and you're listening to another episode of Beyond. Also, really interesting, a lot of people reached out to me and told me that they had really crazy and vivid dreams after listening to episode one. And I have to tell you that Asa told me during the session that I would have vivid dreams after the session, but I had no idea that that also meant people that listen to the podcast of the session, which is truly crazy. So if you've had those dreams and haven't told me, please reach out and tell me about your dreams because, babe, I'd love to hear about your dreams. And speaking of dreams, today's episode is a dream. Why? Because we're talking about witchcraft. Boiling cauldrons, brooms flying through the night sky, pentagrams, rugs climbing up the walls. No, no, no. We're not talking Halloween witchcraft. We're talking about real witchcraft in 2018 and real people that practice it. Get on board. This episode is beyond. We're going to chat with a good friend of mine. Her name is Lisa P. She lives in the Bronx, who has an incredible story we're going to get to in a sec. And then I'm going to see if I can give that witch a call to solve a real problem that I'm currently having, which is my rescue dog has really bad aggression issues. Anyway, let's get to chatting with Lisa P. in the studio, who actually is also a witch. I like to think of myself as a witch in training. Okay. But thank you for the accolade. (laughs) Okay, very cool. Like uh, Sabrina? Yeah. Okay. Teenage witch. Teenage witch. Twitch. Uh, Twitch. (laughs) Okay, let's get... Lisa and I got distracted for a while talking about amazing TV shows from the 90s, but 40 minutes later, we got back on track, and Lisa told me how she, a normal girl from the Bronx, got into witching. Um, I am... A teacher mm-hmm. in the Bronx mm-hmm. have been for many years, and um, I also live in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. And a part of becoming a part of the community there, both where I work and where I live, has been getting to know people who are from the Bronx. A lot of whom are Caribbean people. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my best friends are Dominican, Puerto Rican, and so on. So through friendships, I came to learn more about like witching and like what like specific witching like voodoo witchcraft this particular strand i guess you could say wouldn't be voodoo there's lots of different folk catholic african diaspora religions Mm -hmm. in the caribbean and they all look a little bit different depending on the island 
So Haitian voodoo looks different from Puerto Rican Santeria, looks different from sort of like Dominican voodoo, which has a bunch of different names. Mm-hmm. 21 Divisions or um, Los Misterios is called the mystery sometimes. You're saying a lot of things I have never heard of before. These are real things. Okay. I love it. Um, <laughs> I love it. And when you go with the different witches, they'll make it clear. Oh, you want me to do that? Well, you'll have to go and send that to, you know, someone in Haiti. Or, oh, oh, this person's doing that to you. That's Puerto Rican Centuria. We don't do that. A lot of times the Puerto Rican Centuria is a little bit used more maliciously. And Haitian voodoo as well. If you want like a real, they call like a job or a work Mm -hmm. done. Like you really have to go to Haiti Mm -hmm. um, because they work with muertos like dead people and so on so people will tell you stories when you're sitting in the you know my witch's living room people will tell stories about you know i went to whisper i went to haiti and they worked with the muerto and two weeks later the guy died and blah 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 and i know you guys are listening to this right now thinking this is wild but a week after this recording my producers and i flew down to haiti worked with a haitian witch and we killed somebody Nah, I'm kidding. We're saving killing for season two. Anyway, Lisa went on to tell me that her witch is actually a good witch and she's Dominican. So my witch is Dominican. Okay. She works with God mm-hmm. and um, saints. So that's an interesting idea, like, because it, it seems like a working with God seems to be like a religious thing, right? So it's like, it's a witch that works with the powers of good. Can you believe Jesus was a witch? Mm-hmm. And that's definitely how she views herself. And I always feel comfortable doing things because mm-hmm. that's what she says. Sometimes you'll go and she'll tell you, okay, you had to go buy this and do this and come back to me in two weeks. Okay. But how does witching actually like work? You can't go to, you know, a witch and say like, I love Brad Pitt. I want to mm-hmm. be with Brad Pitt. Make me love Brad Pitt. Make him love me. Fuck. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. They work with what's there. Totally. They work with the energy that exists you can't make something out of nothing but you can kind of reveal the truth of a situation or make it come to fruition because the energy is already there Mm -hmm. like a relationship you're like i think there's energy we love each other but we can't be with each other they can help that happen Mm -hmm. or there's some other outside energy interfering we can get rid of that gotcha okay so before we get to lisa's story about actually visiting a witch i'm gonna tell you about a little problem that i've been having and it's actually a big fucking problem. And it's a bit of a downer. So here we go. About a year ago, Andrew and I rescued a dog, Curtis. He's all over our Instagram. He's fucking adorable. And we adopted him from a very well-respected rescue organization from right here in Brooklyn. And uh, he was a great dog when we rescued him. He was cuddly he was so sweet you could introduce him to anyone he had this underbite which is so adorable and about a month in we started seeing some red flags our landlord came over and went down to pet him and he like tried to bite our landlord which was a nightmare and then our friend came over uh like a week a week later and he had like gone after her too and so at this point we were like wow this is a problem so as responsible dog owners we got a trainer we did a couple sessions with the trainer it was expensive and we incorporated all the things the trainer taught us and it did not get better. So a couple months go by, 
Curtis ends up going after my brother at Christmas. And it was a fucking terrible situation. I mean, like, literally, that's the last time you need a dog attacking a family member, like, on Christmas Eve as you're wrapping presents. And so we started to think, like, oh, this is a bigger issue. This is something that, like, we really need to dig in and solve. So we took him to the vet, and the vet suggested that we put him on Prozac, doggy Prozac, um, not human Prozac, although I think it's honestly, like, the same thing. Uh, anyway, so we put him on Prozac, and that didn't work either he was tired sometimes and then he would started lashing out at people on the street uh walking him was like a scary video game in real life where we had to cross the street if we saw someone with a bag or saw someone with kids couldn't take him to a dog park it was just terrible on top of that we definitely couldn't have anyone come over and walk him or watch him when we were away so we ended up sending him to this like boarding place in pennsylvania that is like a magical place for dogs where they run around all day in fields We basically were like captive in our own home with this weapon. So at the time of this recording, Curtis was on 20 milligrams of Prozac a day. He was constantly being trained and reinforced and on a super tight leash. So we always felt safe. He was very frequently going to this like doggy spa upstate and literally nothing was working. And not only that, but Curtis wasn't happy. He was not a joyful dog. We were doing all of these things just to make him feel good. And he was freaking out all the time. He was not in a good place. He was like Winona Ryder in Girl Interrupted. Not happy. So Andrew and I literally moved into a new apartment with a backyard for Curtis and a separate entrance because he also couldn't be in a hallway with another person because that person would be dead. So Andrew and I had tried literally everything and spent thousands of dollars. So I genuinely thought at this moment, why not call a witch? Literally, why not call a witch? To see if she could solve Curtis's aggression issues. So at this time, I wanted to hear Lisa's story about her experience with a witch to see if it was a feasible option or if I was a fucking psycho. And then Lisa told me the story and I had no idea how incredible of a story it was. And you're going to hear it now. I've been going to my witch from Washington Heights for many, many years for many different problems, many different issues. She's a a tarot card reader and like a psychic Mm -hmm. and an empath and all these different things. So she does like everything simultaneously. So um, I have been dating my current boyfriend for coming up on three years. And when he and I met, he had just ended a five-year toxic relationship. We started dating. We started seeing each other. Everything was great. He made me laugh. There was no drama. He called when he said he was going to call. He came over when he said he was going to come over. We start connecting, blah, blah, blah. He has a child with his ex. His daughter was three, four years old at the time. Gotcha. Um, And... He would tell me sometimes, you know, it was a very tumultuous relationship. It was, it was, you know, very toxic. And then as I got to know his family and friends, it it wasn't just toxic and tumultuous. It was psychotic. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. She had him arrested. She physically hurt him many times. He clearly is not playing with a full deck when it comes to her, which will lead me to my witchery. So we start to get um, more and more serious, but he always sometimes would pull back or, you know, he wants to introduce me to his daughter. He'd be like, but you don't understand how like crazy it's going to be if I do. And I'd be like, how crazy could it be? Yeah. 
you know and yeah, this it's, is it's your daughter like it makes sense that the person that you're yeah. with and, now would meet your daughter and I was like and I should meet the mom yeah just rational human thinking yeah fast forward to lots of back and forth her some you know this is years she's gotten my number she like texts me random things like he will never love you and like for a while was like threatening to beat me up and she was gonna say that I touched her daughter's privates this is a big deal yeah she was just livid these are really like real threats real threats she clearly has mental illness my mom calls her the triple threat because she's angry, dumb, and crazy. Oh my God. So this November, now we had been dating two plus years. The two of us were going to go to Spain for Thanksgiving with my family. Mm -hmm. And the day before we were going to get on the plane to fly for seven hours over the Atlantic Ocean and have fun family time together, I look down at my phone and I get a text Um, of a photo of her and she says while you're on vacation wish him congratulations because our little man is on the way oh what is happening Lise I'm gonna tell you right now (laughs) oh my god so I was with my boyfriend's sister she was like well we have we have to go to Regina right now so we go and I didn't tell her anything and the cards come out she was like, there's someone doing a ton of brujeria. Dark magic. Dark magic. Uh-huh. That's how, at least that's how it was framed. You uh-huh. know how she spoke. Someone doing a lot. She has a big job. She has big work. It's, you know, it's really bad. And so then as she started to, you know, tell me more, I said, well, you know, this is what happened. I got mm-hmm. this text. And she's like, she banged her hand down. It was like, that's a lie. She's not pregnant. It's a lie. She just go she- on that. She was confidently like, that's not true. She said, it is not true. That is a lie. And then she's like, I'll ask the cards again. She's not pregnant. And if she is, because they're not coming out, it's by someone else. She's not pregnant. You need to go on this trip. Go on the trip tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Have fun. Don't pay any mind to this crazy person. Mm -hmm. This put my thoughts and feelings to the test. Of course. Because it's like, okay, well, I could go on this trip, but what if this is real? And I asked him, he's like, "That's, that's not true. So you had asked him as well. Yeah, I said, what is this? You were like, what is this? And he's like, it's not true. But in your mind, you were like, I need to know. So I got to go to Rahina. I have to. There's so there's been so much back and forth. Mm-hmm. How crazy could an individual be to send me a photo of herself visibly pregnant? Yeah. And it to be a complete lie. So I go on the trip. I didn't say anything like, I don't know. I never cried. I didn't shed a tear. I was just like, OK, come back. And I'm like, what now? So I go back to her again and, you know, she went through it again and said, she's not pregnant. She's not pregnant, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, what can I do to like make this stop? Like, she's like a menace. She, she, this woman is a menace. She's menacing my life. Mm -hmm. Like I can't go on, like I can't do it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to break up with him. But Mm -hmm. then there's a competitive side of me that's also like down with this bitch. (laughs) Oh my God. So Rahina was like, oh, well, I said, well, can I light up like a candle in my apartment and, you know, do something or there's different remedies and different types of cleanses. And she was like, oh, no, no. Mm -mm. For this, you need to do something big. 
Well, it's a revocation. It's called a revocation. Yeah, like okay. in Spanish, it's a revocation. Mm-hmm. So I had to do a revocation. So I was like, whatever. I'm I'm down. I'm down. Like, let's, what's let's up? Let's revocate. She made me. I had to bring a photo mm-hmm. of this individual, and she said, "Okay, I have to work on it for seven days." Most things in this tradition are in the numbers of three, seven, or twenty-one. Mm-hmm. So I think she had to work on it for seven days. Then I had to come pick up the finished product on a Monday because this is the day of the like guardian of the cemetery. Give us what happens when you show up after the seven days on the Monday. What's what goes down? She went into the kitchen, into the freezer and pulled out a plastic bag that was, you know, the size of like a bread basket. Um, and she hands me like a frozen goat head. <laughs> <laughs> so in the goat head's mouth in the goat's mouth but hold, it feels hold very on, hold on <laughs> hold on Lisa P <laughs> hold on she gives you the goat head what is your first thought sometimes when you go into these types of places there's just the way that I am even sometimes in certain churches I I feel like currents the, yes. the Spanish yes. is like corrientes you know uh-huh. like currents it feels it felt very um Ritualistic. It uh-huh. felt very spiritual. You're like in flow with the goat head. I was like in flow. I love it. I wasn't like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Ha- laughing. You were no, like, I'm this all is, in. I'm all in and this is part of it. That makes sense to me. Also, I'm like, all in. you have to be. I if you're going in. to a person's kitchen in Washington Heights <laughs> and getting a goat head, you gotta be all in. <laughs> I was all in. It gets crazier. Okay. I mean, she didn't tell us what she did, but my friend who was with us, she, you know, again, is the person who introduced me to Rahina. And she was like, oh, look, you know, there's coffee grounds in the mouth. The picture was rolled up and stuffed. And uh, my friend told me, she's like, this is all to shut her up. This is to get her to shut up. And there were other things I'm sure that were done as well. So we had to take the goat head and bury it in a cemetery that night. It had to be done on a Monday. This Monday. Uh Had to be done. And this was already like six o'clock. And this is December. So it's pitch. It's pitch dark it's pitch dark okay so the only cemeteries that are in northern manhattan are completely gated off at this point and Mm -hmm. locked and they have cameras on them and people get arrested for trying to go in there because more people do this than you think for example if you were to look up goat heads in prospect park you will find so many stories about what has been going on with goat heads in prospect Park. are you serious (laughs) yes (laughs) So, of course, we had to research this. And guess what, everyone? It absolutely checks out. There are so many articles about goat heads in Prospect Park and also many other parks in the tri-state area. And we will include those links in the description of this podcast for some light, fun reading after you finish the app. Carol, my spirit guides have a message for you. Just kidding. They had nothing to do with this, but I genuinely want to let you know about some of my fave new things that have made my life and sleep habits a bit more chill and vibe-worthy in the past year. CBD products from our season three presenting sponsor, the iconic Happy Buddha Hemp. I've been truly obsessed with the full spectrum CBD gummies for a while now, and I gotta say, sleeping through the night is an absolute vibe. It's made me more alert during the day and brought my general anxiety to an all-time low, which is a vibe. If you haven't tried CBD products before, don't fret, Carol. I was also a noob when I tried Happy Buddha Hemp products and I quickly found the perfect dose for me. 
I recommend starting with the gummies and taking half of one 30 minutes before bed and see how it feels. The next night, do the same amount or go even further to really connect with your subconscious in the dream world. I can confidently tell you that I have tried and love all of the HBH products, which is why I literally asked them to sponsor my podcast. I know, it's sick. So if you want to get in on the CBD life, head over to happybuddahemp.com and use the code BEYOND for 30% off. Again, it's 30% off at happybuddahemp.com using the code BEYOND. This works for all of the products, Carol. So go ham and have a good day. <laughs> so um, we had to find a place to go. And um, again, I'm with my friend. There's this, you know, Woodlawn Cemetery in the Northern Bronx. Um, but there's famous people buried there. Don't ask me who I forgot. I call my other friend. She was into this stuff. So I called her and said, I need a cemetery. I need to bury this goat head that I have. She didn't ask any questions. She's like, you need to just drive on I-95, get off by Tremont. Just right around there, you're going to see like a really old, old church. Like it looks like it's like hundreds of years old. No concept of like time, space or whatever. It's like looks super, it looks so old. There's like a, there's a fence. There's like one little part of the fence that's like, that's down. I don't know the exact street, but like just go over there and like you're going to find it. So we were like, all right. And we drove, you know, this is probably like 20, 30, 40 minutes in traffic. We get off and I just started sort of meandering. And this is a very crazy part. It's like near Westchester Square, Tremont Avenue in Bronx. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. There's an L train above. It's loud. It's freezing. It's Christmas time. Like, it's so nuts. And we found it. This like obscure, crazy place. The most like an abandoned church and cemetery. And we just walked right over the fence that had been flattened. And we had to bury it in a certain way. It had to be buried between two tombstones. Because I think that this was also working with like muerto, like dead people a little bit. And um, walked in and buried it. Um, okay. So you just nonchalantly buried a goat head in a graveyard. Um, how'd you get out of there? I was sort of, so my friend and I were burying the goat head and she was like more doing the digging and praying on top of it. And she said, she kept telling me like, I wouldn't do this for anybody but you. I wouldn't do this for anybody but you because when you do things like this, it comes back to you and all this stuff. So I was just kind of standing there. And then she finished it. She buried it. We walked, we kind of like quickly like ran back to my car. And I just felt like total relief. I was excited because I had been living with this massive anxiety. Mm-hmm. And every, and it, it gave me this feeling like I did something. This is this horrible situation is in some way back in my control. I've, uh-huh. I've done something to to put a stop to this energy that I know is there. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's, it's messing up my life. Okay, but even though you felt like 
good at this moment. Were you scared when you were driving away that you would be, I don't know, cursed because you buried a goat head in a graveyard? First of all, I have like the utmost respect for this mm-hmm. ritual and these processes. So I didn't I didn't feel scared at all. Like mm-hmm. It was like, this is the right thing to do. I didn't feel like I was like working with the devil or doing anything wrong. What I need to know right now is like, you got a goat head from a witch in Washington Heights. Your your boyfriend's ex was texting insane things and you bury this goat head. What is the aftermath of this? I haven't heard from her since. Are you serious? I swear. I've like been hanging out with her daughter. Nothing. I went back to my witch to check on it. Apparently she has a boyfriend and that was part of, I think, what, what it was, was to also turn her direction <sighs> elsewhere. Haven't heard anything. He, my boy's boyfriend, has been like posting pictures of us together. No backlash. My mom gave her the the little girl pajamas for Christmas mm-hmm. to match an, an American Girl doll that my mom also gave her. So my cute. mom's so extra. Mm-hmm. And the mom took a photo of the little girl with mm-hmm. the pajamas and the doll and sent it to my boyfriend. The daughter was FaceTiming him the other day, and the mom was in the room and. The, you know, the daughter was talking to her father, my boyfriend, and she said, who are you with? And he said, I'm with Lisa. No backlash. But this is all happening like December, January. I'm like, this has to be a joke. Like, this can't be real. This woman literally sent me a pregnant, a fake pregnant photo of herself. As like a threat. As a threat. Mm-hmm. Like less than, you know, less than two months ago. And now this. It's just very bizarre. So I panicked because I was like, either this really worked or... She's retaliating. She's plotting. (laughs) But I went to back to my witch and she was like, she said she doesn't even come out in your cards. Like, she's not even here. She's not even here. She's not even here. Then I went to a second witch for a second opinion. You needed to know. Had to know. Uh Uh-huh. And same thing. Wow. So that was the story. And it's boring as hell. I know. I'm sorry. But now... I want to play you an outtake from Lisa P's recording, and I'll explain why in a second. But for now, just listen. So we're in Washington Heights, and she tells us, well, I don't know where you guys are going to go because all the cemeteries here have vigilance also, everywhere literally, and cameras. Just so everyone knows, do you hear that's thunder? It just started thundering as you talked about taking a goat head to a graveyard and burying it. Just I want everyone to sit in this reality for a hot second. Yeah, actually, as I was approaching the address here, all of a sudden it got so windy. My dress that I'm wearing like blew up over my head. A garbage can came flying across the street. Wind was whipping around and I just felt like it was meant to be. Do you, do you feel like that's good energy or bad energy? Great energy. Great. So yeah. we're, we're doing something that is in flow we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, and I mean, how important are storms and tempests to protagonists in books? It's the moment when people change forever. (laughs) So maybe our listeners, your listeners, will be changed as a result, or maybe will change as a result of this. I I literally have chills. I have chills. I'm also having a Hefeweizen and a Diet Coke, so it could be that. (laughs) I'm having chills. Ooh, spooky, right? Well, there's actually much more to that. A couple months after this recording, I got a text from Lisa. And because I don't want to give it away and I want you to hear for yourself, I recorded our conversation. Listen. Hi, Mike. Hi, Lisa. How are you? 
I'm good. How are you? Good. Are you in the car right now? Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, this is good, honestly. So I wanted to call you and so like our listeners could hear um, the update of... So tell us what happened on the day that we recorded this podcast. (laughs) So the day of the podcast, turns out I was like one day pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Which is amazing. And that's how I know it was actually... Uh, Mike, it was actually 17 weeks ago <laughs> that, that we had that session. Not that anyone's counting, but that's pretty much marks the date of the conception of my son. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> you're pregnant Thanks. and this is so exciting. You're having a boy. Yeah. Um, you're going to have yeah. a little warlock boy and we love that. <laughs> I know. I know. So you'll Same. always know, know. You'll always know when he was conceived because you're like, that's the day I recorded Beyond. And we knew something was happening in the air. We were talking about it. We both felt something. And I was like, this is like, I said, I said, you know, in tempests and storms like this, this is when like a protagonist's life is changed forever. (laughs) There's no return. I literally am in the studio with my hands up. I'm like, exactly. I'm like, yes, part the waters, change the story, (laughs) put this person on a journey. You, you formed a zygote. The moment that the I wind know. blew up your skirt to be like, you're recording beyond, you're a witch, and I'm, I'm giving you a baby. And the baby could change the world, could save us from Trump. I hope he does. So there you have it. Lisa is pregnant with a warlock baby that was conceived the day we recorded beyond. And that baby will save all of us and all will be right with the world. I'm so sorry to interrupt literal magic right now, but I have to talk for a second about one of my favorite things, underwear, babe. Here's the deal. I have hips like Shakira and a butt like Gary Busey, which makes underwear very difficult to find. And I thought all hope was lost. But then Tomboy X came into my life and I am living for my underwear. They are so comfortable and cozy. And my favorite part are the long johns. I'm literally obsessed with them. As a person who says that my brand is vacation, I am on brand all day, every day and wearing long johns under literally everything. Thank you. And they don't only have long johns. They have tons of stuff like bikinis, briefs, boxer briefs, trunks, boy shorts, soft bras, racer back bras, if that's the way you say it, in every basic color, fun seasonal prints, and also brilliant colors. And here's the other cool thing. They come in all sizes, literally extra small to 4X. Regardless of where you fall on the size or gender spectrum, Tomboy X offers amazing underwear that anybody feels comfortable in. Thank you. So listen up. Go to TomboyX.com slash beyond and check out their special bundles and pack pricing. And listen, beyond listeners, my celestial beings, you get an extra 15% off with the code beyond. Again, my beyond listeners, you get an extra 15% off. So take off your underwear as long as you're in an enclosed space and go buy Tomboy X underwear. One more time. Go to TomboyX.com slash beyond. That's T-O-M-B-O-Y-X.com slash beyond. And you know how to spell beyond, I think. Okay, back to the show. But I still had a problem of my own. My dangerous dog. Remember? And based on Lisa's story, I figured that Rahina really was the real deal. 
And so I asked Lisa for Rahina's number because I figured at this point, why not try seeing if a witch could solve Curtis's aggression issues? So I called up my good friend, Eileen Clark, uh, who speaks Spanish to be a translator. She came over one morning and we gave Rahina a call. Will she know that we're recording this phone call? <laughs> like, that's one thing I'm like. Sure. I do, but my intentions, I always think of intentions. My intentions are good. Yeah. I'm uplifting it. Yeah. I'm not doing a podcast about how this is bullshit. Right. I'm doing something that's like, I'm exploring it. Yeah. I'm uplifting it. I don't think Lisa's crazy. Mm. I think Lisa's story is fucking the coolest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So I am ner- I'm, I'm like a little nervous about that. I think we should be okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, let's call. And also like, not for nothing, but Latinos love me. Okay, love it. <laughs> yes. All right, we're calling uh, Rahina on okay. speakerphone right now from my kitchen. Hello, sí, eh, Regina. Uh-huh. Hola, yo me llamo Aileen y uh, estoy con mi amigo Michael. Uh-huh. Él está teniendo un problema, <ríe> no sé si usted puede ayudar con esto, pero su perro está teniendo una energía que es tan bien agresiva y él quiere saber cómo Dígale se... Dígale que lo limpie con un huevo. ¿Con un huevo? Con un huevo, le va pasando el huevo en cruz. Ajá. Y rezándole nueve Padre Nuestro. Ok. Y después que bote ese huevo para, para la calle. Ajá. Y que agarre agua bendita, se eche en la mano y acaricie al perro. Ah, ok, ok, ok. Uh-huh. Eh, perfecto. Muchísimas Está gracias, bien. Reina. Hasta luego. Bye. Ok. She already gave me something for you to do with Curtis. Okay. She said, grab an egg, uh-huh. and then you have to do the sign of the cross on him, like, all over his little body, uh-huh. and say, nine, our fathers. Uh, and then once you're done with that, you throw the egg out in the street. Um, also, you have to uh, get some holy water and put it all over his little face and just, like, put holy water on his face. She sounds amazing. Yeah, her her voice was very calming and lovely. But already was like <laughs> an egg, nine our fathers. <laughs> like, I'm into it. Wait, I'm gonna do You're, that. You have to. And throw the egg out in the street. So, Rahina gave me my marching orders. I had to, one, go buy holy water. I did, in Red Hook. It was creepy. Two, I had to get an egg. And you know what? I had one in my fridge. And I had to, three, do the cross on Curtis nine times and say our father. And luckily I was raised Lutheran. So I knew that spell or prayer. And so I got Curtis in the kitchen. It's 8am in the morning before Andrew's going to work. And I got the egg, got the holy water and I am doing the spell. Come here. Sit. Sit. Curtis, sit. No. Uh-uh. Our father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So, that was clearly a joke. 
No demon came out of Curtis, and thunder didn't magically happen in my kitchen, and there was no demonic Latin heard throughout Carroll Gardens that morning. So here's what actually happened. Four months had passed since I sat down with Lisa and learned about Rahina and her magic, to when I did the spell on Curtis. And in that time, the situation with Curtis got much more serious than Andrew and I had ever anticipated. Andrew and I definitely tried the best that we could to give Curtis the tools he needed to feel safe, calm, and adjusted living with us. But the training, medication, and boarding really wasn't helping Curtis. In our last effort, we moved to a quieter neighborhood, to a place with a backyard to offer him some peace, and in our second week in our new place, after the recording with Lisa, he bit a very good friend of ours in our apartment. And that was a really sobering night that made Andrew and I have a long and very sad talk about what to do with Curtis. We ultimately decided that we needed to rehome Curtis because we were not the best fit. On top of the stress and pain on Andrew and I, it seemed like Curtis wasn't going to find peace living with us and feeling like he always needed to protect us. So, we worked with the rescue organization and our super grateful for their help and support to find Curtis a new home. And I also have to say that this is very fresh. This is like literally three weeks ago. So me doing this right now is really shitty. I even thought a little bit about scrapping this episode completely because by the time we got to the spell, it was highly unlikely that Curtis would be staying in Brooklyn with us. But I also thought that it was important to see this story through. And I felt like it was unfair to share fun and silly stories about me running around like a psycho and doing fun stuff and not share the real stuff because I don't want this podcast to feel like a filtered social media version of my life. And ultimately, we did think it was worth sharing because the amount of shame and fear Andrew and I felt even broaching this topic was a lot. And until we shared our decision with others, we had no idea how common the situation was. And so, in some small chance that sharing our story helps others talk openly about their situation or feel comfortable seeking options to make sure their pet is in the best and safest place for them, then cool. Okay, so in regards to witchcraft, the thing that this comedy podcast is actually about, I just want to say that just because the spell in my kitchen with Curtis didn't necessarily work doesn't mean I'm writing witchcraft off, okay? I wrote Lana Del Rey off after one song, and to this day, it's one of my biggest regrets, especially when I'm in a room full of gay men. Witchcraft is not what we were taught as kids. It's not an old lady with a poison candy apple, or a girl wearing green face paint belting an E-flat. Actually, I think it's an F. It's a real, rich, complex tradition that has existed for thousands of years And is a staple in some cultures. And it helps people. And that's fucking cool. I mean, Lisa goes to see a witch like it's her therapist. And it helps her. So I'm excited to explore like a little bit more of witchcraft. So if you're a witch listening to this, hit a bitch up. And finally, in regards to that spell I did on Curtis, I hope it did work. And I hope Curtis, wherever he is, is feeling so much peace in his new home and has the longest and best life because 
If you could have just spent one minute cuddling on the couch watching Great British Baking Show with Curtis, you would know he fucking deserves it. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page 